welcome back to Guided Souls. I am your host, Katie, otherwise known as Guided Soul Katie on TikTok, and I am so excited to be back here with you guys for another episode this week. This week, we're talking about all things energy healing, and I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest. But before I get into that, I just want to thank anyone who has sent me a message, rated, reviewed, subscribed to the show. It truly helps me out more than you could possibly know, and I read all of them, so thank you so much. And if my messages have ever resonated with you or you're enjoying this show, a really easy free way to support me is to like, review, and subscribe. Um, It really helps me out, so thank you so much. This week's guest is Megan Kittredge, and Meg is a Reiki master. You can also find her on TikTok at meg.kit, and you'll notice in this episode that this is something that I know nothing about, and she was super gracious with me and really helped me go from ground zero to understand it, and I found it to be super beneficial and informative, and I hope that you do as well. Meg offers different types of energy healing and one-on-one coaching. So if you'd like to book a private session with her, you can do that at megankittredge.com or you can find her on TikTok at meg.kit and use the link in her bio. Hope you enjoy. Meg, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I've been totally looking forward to our time together. Me too. I have felt connected to your energy for a while. And especially this week, Spirit has been giving me all of your videos. They've been hitting hard so much. And I'm like, okay, this is all divinely timed that we're meeting right now. Yes, absolutely. And it's funny that you say that because I recently, like really since the 1111 portal, I had like these and and still having these huge towers, like this huge breaking down and releasing and all that sort of stuff. And a big thing that's come out of it for me is really leaning into like a more vulnerable, less done version of me where, um, you know, like just really like starting to honor those like softer, I've been putting out a lot of softer videos and it's been, I'm so glad that you resonate. That yeah. is very validating for that. Oh, yes. For me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I was telling you about this a little bit before we started hitting record, but your video, one of your videos was one of the first spiritual talk videos that came up for me. And um, I'm, I'm going to have you explain what you do in a moment, but I had I didn't know what I was watching. I just knew that I needed to stick around and I had this really beautiful emotional reaction to it and it was one of my first if not my first um experience with energy healing. And I know very very little about energy healing, so I'm excited to have you here today and I would love to just hear in your own words um what you do. Absolutely. I also have to say, like, that is such an honor, like being on TikTok, being available to people in this way, like so early in their journey is the biggest gift out of everything that I'm doing. Like that is the thing that brings me the most joy. That's exactly why I'm doing it. And so again, it's just so wonderful to hear you say that. What it is, is the idea that 
everything that we are, everything around us is made out of energy in that in our physical body, there's energy centers. Most of us are familiar, or if you're introducing yourself to them, there's seven of them. And with energy, energy healing, what I'm doing as a Reiki master, that's the type of energy healing that I most often use is channeling energy from the universe or source or God or whatever you call that through myself into you or whomever I'm working on. And oftentimes we'll focus that on a particular topic. Like if somebody's having difficulty speaking their truth or they're not able to um, even like conceive or have very physical or emotional things going on for them, we can really tackle that with energy healing, going directly into the body and like healing that at the source. Oh, that's beautiful. So is energy healing is kind of like the umbrella and then Reiki is one type of energy healing. And then there are other types of energy healing as well. Yes. So Reiki is probably the most common one that you'll hear of um, that has the most available certifications and honestly is one of the older methods of energy healing. There's a lot of new ones surfacing right now. So you may hear of like different types of specific energy healing on social media. Uh, Another one that I use, and I don't typically advertise it because of the wording is called Christ consciousness, which is connecting to heart chakra energy in particular, and using that as a way to transmute this energy. Yeah, Yeah, I noticed something unique about your videos. Um, I see channeled messages, and I see Reikier energy healing messages, but I rarely see the both of them put together in the way that you do it. And that to me was super helpful because I love watching other um, Reiki masters as well, but I don't always know what's happening. And so to have you kind of like talk me through it and let me know what you're clearing out and where I can feel it is super helpful. So have you always done it that way or is that something that evolved? It is absolutely something that evolved and it was not intentional in my, what I would say, like my identity or like Megan, Meg creating a piece of art is different than when I'm experiencing a channel, which you mentioned, which is connecting to source or connecting to spirit and allowing that energy to flow through me. Energy healing is not the first way that I started to channel. I've actually been doing it for a long time through art and music and dance and writing was a big one for me. And so using that term channeling, once that's active, then not only am I channeling energy through Reiki healing or energy healing, I'm also downloading information as I'm doing that. And so it was, I would say, not my idea to do those things simultaneously. It's more that I hooked into spirit with the intention to channel energy. And that's what spoke through me. Well, that's so cool. I love that. And with my like personality and the way that I talk about things and the thing, you know, my unique identity signature. But yeah. 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 I, I think there's certain people who's um, at least for me, I find their voices that I'm just like instantly drawn in. And so I think that's really beautiful that you just use your voice because that is definitely one of the things that I was like, oh, 
I need to listen to this. I don't know why, but I need to listen to this and I need to watch it. (laughs) It's funny that you say that. So going back to the energy centers that I mentioned before, or the chakras is another way that people describe it. We have one called our third eye. Everybody has it. Everybody has access to intuitive or psychic abilities. It's just how much we practice and develop them. And I often find like generally we think of channeling as coming either through the third eye or through the crown, but I actually really resonate with the idea of mine coming directly through my throat. And I'm finding that to be true from other people who are experiencing my energy on the same side. And so different people learn to utilize their chakras in different ways. And some of them are more active or more powerful in some people than others. And my throat is one that I really like and really use a lot. So cool. Yeah. I think I must be that way too. Cause I also talk a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I'm- I, oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, I find that like, um, when I have a channeled message, the only, the, it will not leave my brain until I speak it. It could mm-hmm. be to one person. It could be to the collective on TikTok. It could just be to myself, but I have to say it out loud. I can't just like write it down. Um, and that's something that I've never thought about until this moment. So that's cool. <laughs> yes. Well, it's actually something that I discovered through my process, really the last few years of connecting even deeper with, because of social media, TikTok and particular, the advantage that we have connecting with people in this way, where before I was kind of confined to what was going on for me regionally, um, Mm -hmm. that that's everybody's experience. And and I believe in my experience that that's why we're seeing so many different forms of energy healing coming out, because we're all experiencing it different ways. The thing that's coming in intuitively for me, for some of your listeners and for our conversation is also channeling through the sacrum, which is like sensual or sexual power. We really saw that over the last year with this divine feminine. So people who identify with that softer receiving energy, everybody has divine feminine and divine masculine. But for those of us who are predominantly identifying with the feminine, really starting to heal that and starting to see like it affect our physical beauty and really utilizing that sacral chakra and that ability to receive happening in the collective has been so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm definitely a person that feels feelings like in my body, physical sensations. You know, if I'm anxious, I feel it in my chest. Um, I'll get headaches or stomach aches and I don't, I know that there is energy and I would like to be able to kind of clear my energy, I think on my own, Um, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know when I need to do that. Do you have any like tips for someone who doesn't know anything about this of how you can clear your energy if you're feeling like stuck? Yes. So when I hear clear your energy, I'm thinking about negative energy being around you. That's kind of the way, like, I don't want negative vibes or negative attachments or, you know, we can start to get intense down that way. So for that, I say energy healing is a great way to go getting in the bath, getting near water, that adding things into your daily life that help you feel that sense of clarifying or catharsis is another one that wants to come through. So those things are great in terms of processing emotional wounds that are coming up and starting to affect you. That's where I start to recommend more intense internal work. And it doesn't have to be intense, but for that, 
sort of thing, I would recommend allowing yourself to feel those without the expectation of making them go away. Because sometimes when we're experiencing shame or there's trauma coming up or we're being triggered, trying to heal it and clear our energy and throw it away is just doing more of the same of what we were doing before by suppressing it. And I'm just going to feel better and be more spiritual and be more aligned. Well, what are you going to do when you're in traffic and now it's been building and you've been suppressing it and then you lose your mind. And that's actually one of the things that I was hoping we would touch on today, which is um, this balance between intuition and anxiety and how, especially in the beginning, they can feel so intertwined. Yeah. Wait, let's talk more about that because I feel like I, again, that's something that I have never thought about, but yes, when I first started going through like my spiritual awakening and tapping into my intuition and listening to myself, I did feel anxious all the time. So yeah, what is that? (laughs) So there is definitely a pattern between those who awaken, which is just a clickbaity term for people who are wanting to become aware or be closer to spirit. Oftentimes there's like this big kind of awakening process. A lot of people happened that happened in 2020. We've seen a lot of people have it in the last year, like you've been sharing yourself where you just kind of come online. So you're probably great to share that experience. People who are doing that are often coming from major trauma and feel that intense feeling and they, it it just evokes something in them where the world starts to look a little bit different and people don't quite sound the same. And the things that used to resonate with them don't quite so much anymore. And it kind of shakes them awake. But once they do that, now there's this whole host of reasons why they've been allowing themselves to stay asleep, like drugs and alcohol. That was mine, right? Like addiction, suppressing our feelings, um, social media, all that kind of stuff. And never mind the trauma that's coming up too. So once we awaken, there's all the trauma. And now we need to sort through that. And so we're coming online to, oh, I think I might be an empath, but also I have a narcissistic parent and I've learned how to project my emotions or behavior onto a situation in order to make that safe. So that that's kind of where that line happens is like, is this intuition or is this my body trying to keep me safe? Yeah. Yeah. I I resonate with that so deeply. I feel like, so a lot of this happened for me just in April of this year. Um, I kind of see that as my month of awakening. And I was just like, bawling every day. Um, It was like a lot. And so when people especially tell me they're like right in the beginning, I'm like, oh, I feel that so deeply because it is hard work. Um, And I guess like, do you, is there a point in time where you just need to like take a break and be like, okay, my body needs to like take a break for a second or is it best to just like stay in it and feel it? So Everybody's going to have their individual process. There's no blanket answer for that. What I will say is that people often go through something that we call the hermit phase, where they take a lot of time, they go internal, maybe they stop spending so much time in certain relationships, maybe even let go of a lot of relationships. Um, and really like have to sit with that. And it's helpful if you have a community of people around you, you have access to this podcast, maybe you have a coach or someone who can help you on an individual basis. But to answer your question specifically, 
yes, it's okay to take a break. I would like to clarify and say, we don't always have to be in an intense, like constant work phase. It is okay. And in fact, with my clients, before I even do any of that intentional feeling stuff, I work really um, for quite a while with them on focusing on what feels good to them. And all that stuff is going to come up on its own. But really, the practice is what's the next thing that feels good to me? And by doing that, we're starting to attract better situations and things that don't make you feel that way anymore. And throughout that process, things are going to come up and we can deal with those when they do. But for the most part, I say focus on what feels good to you most of the time. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, And switching gears a little bit, you know, you mentioned that you've been channeling for a long time through different um, mediums and art forms. When has that been your entire life? Was there a certain point in time when you realized it? When did you come online to energy healing? What has your journey been like? So I would say that I have always been someone who is aware and that was honored in a lot of ways. I have some, I have really wonderful parents. Um, I have my own trauma and my own whole (laughs) very long story somewhere in there, but I came to a point when life was so excruciating because I was a teenager and didn't know about any of this stuff. And I grew up in the church. And so there's religious trauma and all kinds of stuff that I just couldn't take it anymore. And by the time I was like 17, 18, just went full blown anesthetizing myself with drugs and alcohol and whatever I could in order to just like make the thoughts stop because it was so intense, the depression, the suicide ideation, like it was like, I couldn't live. And it wasn't until I caused enough significant emotional harm to somebody else through my like inability to function that I could really see like what I had turned into by like being unconscious on purpose. So there was a period of time that I was unconscious and it was excruciating. And then my awakening process has had since then has had many levels, you know, since I've made my return to spirituality and Reiki and all of that became um, Reiki specifically came into my experience after a major loss. I had a major, like hugely traumatic um, loss of pregnancy and I just, I was very spiritual. I had all sorts of resources, all sorts of community. I had everything that a young woman could want, except it just wasn't working. And I had this incredible grief and fear and shame and just a world of emotions that I couldn't process. And that's where Reiki came into the picture for me. And I was able to like move through things that I never even knew I could be free of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Um, That's a really beautiful journey. And I appreciate you letting us in on that. I resonate so deeply, um, especially when you're talking about like realizing that you had hurt someone and that was like a wake up call for you. And one of the insecurities that I've been having as I'm putting myself out there is like, I am not 
the same person that I was. And so I'm like, there are people in my past that I did not treat the way that I should have treated them. And I have forgiven myself for that. I've addressed it, but I realize it would do more harm than good to reach out to those people at this point. But I get insecure, like, oh, what if they see this and they're like, that's not the girl that I knew, you know? And so it's like, it's it's interesting that we both had that experience. And at the same time, it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently is like having that insecurity even though I feel like I'm more myself now than I ever was, I still did those things. And that's still hard to live with, you know? I do. And that is something like causing harm to others is something specifically that I really think is important to do work around. Like for me, integrity and like what my values are and the kind of person that I want to be and who I want to show up as to those, like those are spirituality and that are the same thing. Like if I can't have that base level integrity and quality of character. Like I can't, like, I can't access spirituality in the way that I want to. I can't like be channeling the way that I want to, if I'm actively causing harm. And like, I am still very human and I have been dedicated to a spiritual practice for, um, officially coming up on nine years in February, but I still (laughs) like, you know, like I'm married. I have, I am a mom. I'm a stepmom. Like I fall short all the time. And that's where a lot of that self-forgiveness piece comes back. And that's why so much of what I offer and practice and share in my videos, specifically this, like we have to give ourselves grace. Shame is the number one thing that will cut off spiritual progress every single time. Um, I talked earlier and I know I'm going on for a while, but I talked earlier about developing spiritual practice and spiritual gifts. Really what that is, is a removal process. Who we are is inherently connected, inherently divined. Our intuition is spot on. It's not something that we need to learn or develop. It's more about uncovering what's blocking us off from that. And so shame, especially for women, is huge. It's huge. And so healing that and taking personal accountability and integrity for who we are as human beings and as practitioners eventually, you know, or podcasters or however we're showing up is so paramount because healing that, oh my God, is that going to set you free? And it's a process and it still is for me. And it's something that I process still to this day, but I hear you. That is so real. Yeah, I I talked about this on the last podcast episode, but I was like back in my hometown for Thanksgiving and I was just like in your face memories of everything (laughs) that I went through there, like the including, you know, people that hurt me, but also things that I had done that I was like, oof, that's a hard one, you know? And so it's 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 been a week and I'm getting out of it and I feel like I'm, you know, coming back to center um, and really just recognizing that like, even though those things happen, even though 
people hurt me. So I lashed out and I was, you know, doing whatever I could. And sometimes that meant hurting other people. It still doesn't mean that I have to live with the shame of that. And it's still, it, that doesn't change the fact that I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of forgiveness, you know? And so it's like reminding yourself of all those things. And it was just interesting that like being in a physical place took me back there so quick. Well, and I think that, you know, one of the reasons that, and this, I'm curious to hear if this is your experience too. The reason that those things are so painful, those memories are so painful is because there's still a belief in there that you are unworthy of love and that you are, you know, mean or harmful or whatever that story that you're telling yourself is like, that's being activated by just going there. Mm -hmm. And so learning to heal that is such an incredible process by exact, you know, um, affirmations, like you just mentioned, that's a really beautiful way to start to heal that. And also getting out there and doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I want to talk more about like when someone comes across one of your videos, how did you always know that like the hand motions that you were doing would work through the screen or was there a period of time? Because it, it seems at first I was like, could this really be working? Could she be like pulling my energy out through the screen? So how did you figure out how to do that or that it worked? So Reiki, so I, there's several levels of Reiki. I'm a Reiki master teacher. When you are what we call attuned to that level of energy healing, you gain and practice the ability to send energy healing long distance. The hand motions for those of you who are watching are a combination of that's what I would do if we were in a session. And I want you to, I want people who are watching me to feel that way. Like I want you to feel like I am speaking directly to you, which is why it's so important that I am in a channel as I'm doing it, because it just all of a sudden, all these people are having that same experience of, I feel like you're speaking directly to me. So it's a combination of that. And I think honestly, a little bit of ASMR, Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that's really satisfying. And I am here, like, I'm also very passionate about video editing and I love making videos and it's like my favorite medium. I am pumped. I love TikTok. Like, this is like totally my wheelhouse. And so there's that element too of like, this is engaging you. This is oftentimes what's really beautiful about it being ASMR. People are having, like you said, these very strong reactions. And if so, if there's a way that I can soften that for you and really help you to feel safe and nurtured and like physically touched during that experience, it's going to allow you to complete that energy healing, which is what we want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you're doing this on purpose, but I feel like very calm as you're just moving your hands in front of the screen. So, (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, so because I'm channeling right now, which okay. um, yeah, which is probably why I've been talking for such a long period of time. Because it just, it starts and then that's where it goes. But so, yeah. So for instance, I'm, I'm hearing that um, somebody wants to hear. So to me, by the way, I still get the weird insecurity thing. And I feel weird saying this sometimes. Um, I'm feeling like somebody wants to hear what my experience is as I'm doing it with you. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so to me, the way that it feels 
is like my crown starts buzzing. I get like a little bit of pressure on the back of my occipital bone down into my neck. The way that I'm currently projecting this energy is very much in my heart and it's very warm and it sits like at the base of my throat, almost like almost like acid reflux, like a little, like it's very like an internal experience. And you'll notice in my face, like my cheeks are getting red. I'm starting to warm up. Like this is, this is how I look and feel when I'm radiating like pure joy, like channeling really, like when you get really good at it revolves often around the vibrations of peace and joy and excitement and expansion. And so those are the feelings like I'll start to get excited and you'll start to see those like even sometimes younger aspects of me that are more playful start to come out because it is like it's such a positive experience to be doing. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I'm so glad you shared that. Um, And yeah, I feel like a warmth in my heart right now. And I feel like you're giving me joy. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. Exactly why. So that this right here is exactly why I speak while I'm doing energy healing, because talking is where I get it from. Yeah, I started doing the energy healing, but just talking with you. And then also the other thing that I really want to mention for those of you who are new, the importance of community and for connecting with people who are on the same path as you. Like we connected over email and text message before this, but like hopping on for me, it was instant. Like she's great. Love her. And it's really like the inspiration that I'm drawing from loving you and like really appreciating you and what you're offering. And like, I spent some time talking with you about like what you're doing here and how your podcast is structured. Like it just totally inspires me and brings me joy. And now I'm channeling and now we have this beautiful back and forth and community is where it's at for this stuff. I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. Community has been a huge lesson for me particularly in these last few months. Um, my listeners have probably heard this, but I was very much, and I, I was telling you about this a little bit too. Like when I first started on TikTok, I was trying to be this like all knowing person. And here is my channeled message for you. And it just felt like not authentic. Uh, and I realized like, I, for me specifically, um, I'm not necessarily meant to guide people in a way where I'm walking in front of them, but I'm meant to walk beside them. And so just having that community around me has truly changed my life in terms of connecting with people and being able to talk to them and be real about the things that I'm going through and not just put on a mask and pretend like, you know, everything's all put together when it's not, you know, it's not. I totally relate to this and I feel very similarly. Like there's been a few videos that I've made where I'm channeling differently or maybe my posture is a little bit differently that I never end up posting because it's that same thing. And I think that that's probably one of those things that aligns me and you so closely together because for some people like that really inspires them. Like there's a lot of people who like very much operate out of their solar plexus and they feel that power. And I hope that someday, and I have moments where this is true, um, that that is like what spirit would have me be in that moment. But I'm so similar to you. Like I, I would love so much more, like there's so much more value and pleasure for me personally to be connecting at the same level. 
Right. Right. Yeah. I do want to validate that there are people that are meant to be in that way and it is working for them. And we love that. I just realized that that was not the path for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's so fun. Like, and you know, I love hearing you say that because I hope that there are many things like that for you. Like Mm -hmm. I hope that you try and everybody that's listening, mostly and myself too, that I continue to try things on and let myself take it off. And that's okay. Like, I don't have to like commit to a certain thing. And that's the way, that's the reason I branded as Megan Kittredge this time, because I knew that I was going to evolve and shift and change. And that's actually one of my most defining characteristics is that is something that is always shifting about me. And so I just love like that rich acceptance that you have that like, Ooh, that's not an alignment. I'm more over here. That's exactly what we're doing. That's like the reason we're here. Yeah. I love that so much. I have always been so afraid of failing and so afraid of trying something and abandoning it and people being like, oh, she's all over the place. And then 2023 spirits like you have no choice. You are going to be all over the place. You are going to try this. It's not going to work. You're going to pivot. You're going to try something else. Then you're going to pivot some more. I've had like 23 pivots for 2023. So So great. So great. And like, the reason it's so great is because it's indicative of so many things. Number one, you're giving yourself permission. There's belief systems that have, you know, I heard you talking about, oh, I should be a certain way. To me, that sounds like trauma that you couldn't commit or that you're flaky or that you wouldn't show up the way that your parents wanted you to be huge and so beautiful. It's actually um, Tony Robbins, which is a synchronicity talks about, I'm going to butcher this, but um, basically you don't have to, you don't owe the version of yourself from five minutes ago, anything like you don't have to stay committed. So often we stay at the vibration or the pain or the fear that we're at because we don't realize that we can let go and move on to something else. Yeah. Oh, I love, thank you for saying that. That is very validating to me. So I appreciate that. That's That's huge. The freedom to be yourself authentically, the Mm -hmm. spiritual journey, especially for women often starts baseline self-love because everything that we're doing here fundamentally comes down to what do you believe to be true? And insecurity is the first thing that's going to come up relationship with our parents or partners work all that stuff is going to come up and we often realize I've been choosing things that are completely out of alignment with who I am which is why in that hermit phase we let go of so many relationships in the beginning because we come online and we're just like not the same person at all and the experience that I had was like I felt like I wasn't even speaking English to people anymore. Like people just like could not hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, when you went through, um, I don't know if you want to call it a spiritual awakening or waking up spirituality, whatever, were you really open about it with the people around you? What was their reaction? Did you lose people? What was that like for you? So I, took the slow coming out of the spirituality closet route. I was very connected in the church all growing up. So a lot of my relationships, especially with mentors and things had been in that sort of way, like that sort of structure. So when I did, like, I still have people blocked on Facebook that like, I don't want to share this information with them. And it's through sharing my authenticity and having that lashback or 
preferred, not preferred outcome, I guess is how I would want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, that those people like, they're not for me. And yeah. I had to really look at like, why was I keeping people in my life? And were they really contributing something? And like, insert shame, like all the reasons that I shouldn't want to abandon this person and they're my family or they're so-and-so. And the people that love me that are still a part of the faith that I'm in, they love me anyway. They don't agree mm-hmm. on my perception, but they see my joy and they see all of those things and they're still totally supportive of me. Um So yeah, it's something that I feel still kind of mixed about if I'm being Mm -hmm. honest, like, um, that's something that I process with everything that I share. That's been my experience on social media. It's like, do I, am I really wanting to open myself up and share about addiction or Mm -hmm. loss or things Mm -hmm. like that? Because that is scary. It's scary to be seen. And TikTok has been so healing with that fear and getting on and presenting myself, however I am that day. And what are people going to think? And like, there's people to this day that I am like the villain in their story. And from their perception on their life, like I, I get it. You know, if I were not, um, in the place that I'm in, I would still feel that way. Mm -hmm. And so that for me is like the big one to know that, like, there are people that do not support what I'm doing, but now I eat that shit up. I love that. (laughs) I, I love that. I hope that I am saying a truth that is so true. It rubs people the wrong way. I hope that I, vibrate so high and radiate so brightly that it illuminates the places in them that are desperate for healing. Like I am an energy healer, but I'm a motherfucking disruptor. Like I, (laughs) I hope that people get triggered by me and that like, I am being authentic enough that that happens. Yeah. Oh, that's a super cool perspective. I'm going to, um, work on embodying that. (laughs) Well, if everybody likes you, like everybody's different. Everybody has different preferences. And if yeah. I'm attuning to everybody else's different preferences, I'm not being myself. Right, and I'm right. certainly not going to attract the people that are going to love me for who I am. Oh, fear of not being liked is like a whole other level. Like there's fear of not being loved, but also just just the desire to innately be liked by everyone. I think especially as a woman, like you're just taught that like if people don't like you, that means that you're mean or snobby or something like that. And it's like, you know what? Not everybody's going to like you. That's okay. Like it means you're being yourself. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you start on the spiritual journey, like, yeah, that like warning that will happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, is that worth it is what the mm-hmm. question becomes, but like, you're going to rub people the wrong way, especially in family dynamics. I like to call it changing your seat at the table. Mm-hmm. When you become awakened, oftentimes it's the black sheep in some sort of, you know, often many family systems right now are really suffering. And when the black sheep stands up and says, actually, I'm a motherfucking lion and I want, don't want to sit here. I want to sit. I want to sit over here. Everybody else has to get up and change their seat and look at their stuff. And it challenges them. And it like really can break family structure down, which is good. Yeah. So for you, if you pick up on other people's energies, is this something where you're 
always aware? Like, do you walk into a room and you're like, oof, this person like needs an energy clearing, but I'm just going to try and ignore it? Or do you have to be in a channeling state? Or how do you handle that? (laughs) So I walk around channeling pretty consistently. Though there are times that I'm not. There are Mm -hmm. absolutely times like I still go through depression. I still have anxiety. Like I am still very, very human in my experience. However, I have committed a ton of time and development to practice. So Mm -hmm. I find that most often people are experiencing me in a very intense way. Mm -hmm. Um, like rarely does somebody feel neutral about me. (laughs) Um, It's usually one way or the other. And I say that because I actually don't believe in like empaths the way that we like classically talk about. Um, And I know that that's like an introductory thing for people, but from my experience, being an empath or being empathic is a gift and also a learned skill as well. Like I mentioned before, many of us come from a place of trauma where we have to adjust and constantly be vigilant, hypervigilant of what's going on. So I also share that hypervigilance. Something that I've worked very um, intentionally about healing because I also had that experience as an empath where I'm like bumping into stuff and I was working um, for like I worked in behavioral health, substance abuse and crisis intervention for a long time. And so I was like really in it with people who are just getting sober or just entering recovery. And that's an intense experience. And so I had to learn personal boundaries, not only with other people respecting my space, but also not focusing so intensely on what everybody else is experiencing. So Yes, I can tap in. Yes, it is my natural state to be tapped in. But most often I choose not to yeah. um, because I find that if I'm focusing on what somebody else is going through or I'm projecting in an empathic way, it's actually not really serving that person because then I'm in that lower vibrational energy. We're operating down here when that's not what they need. And so there's absolutely room for like space holding and empathy is a beautiful skill and the ability to project your understanding into somebody else's experience is wonderful. But if you are somebody or if I'm finding that I'm regularly spending a lot of time in that place where I'm constantly bumping up into other people, it's probably not so much my intuition as it is me being feeling unsafe. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. It makes a lot of sense. And I I think this is a perfect segue into our listener email, which I would love to get your input on if you're up for it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, I would like advice on how to protect myself against the energies of others around me. I identify as a healer. I currently work as a mental health nurse, but I'm being called to change career paths and look into hospice nursing. I want to guide souls from this earth to the next realm. I am an empath, so can be very sensitive. And I have found that I tend to get very emotional around others that are experiencing heavy emotions. I carry protective crystals with me at work currently, but I can tell I still take on a lot of energies of others and feel emotions that I know are those of my patients and those that I work with. 
I find myself crying at times in front of my patients when I wish I didn't. I love to help and heal others, but I anticipate working with people during the end of their lives here on earth and being around their loved ones will bring up a lot of strong emotions for me. Do you have any tips for individuals working in healing professions? I would love to better learn how to protect my energy so I don't feel weighed down by all the strong and sometimes negative emotions that the energies around me are experiencing. Any advice would be lovely. What's your take on that, Meg? <laughs> um, I had seen that email and I think I said to you, like, I feel like I could have written that like mm-hmm. word for word. That was totally my experience. And for that person in particular, and for anybody who is experiencing something similarly, where you are either being of service in that way, or it's part of your industry, I definitely recommend checking into energy healing or some sort of like formal training around transmuting energy, because people who are healers, we often don't recognize in the beginning what's channeling source energy and what's giving of our own energy. And Mm -hmm. if you're finding that you are constantly drained or you're constantly out of energy or you're in that empathic state all the time, you're draining your own life force. And that's not helpful to anyone and certainly not you because you're not filling up your cup and that leads to burnout if you're doing it forever. And it's just like, that's a whole lot The other thing that I would say is crystals are great. I would recommend drawing your aura in. This is one thing that I did early on in my practice to just create an energetic barrier for yourself. We all have an aura, which is like three to six feet outside of us. A lot of us who are healers extend our energy field so far away and you can kind of feel it. You'll be able to feel where it is intuitively, whatever comes to mind is right. And a lot of us, you'll notice in the beginning, it's like way out here. And so there's all this type of energy that's like swirling through us. And so that's why I bring up, brought up boundaries right in the beginning. This is one of the ones that I was talking about, calling that in, calling that toward you, making the conscious choice that nobody can enter it without your permission and no energy can leave without your permission. And just assuming that everything else that comes up, any energy that's coming up is coming up out of you and not from someone else is going to be huge. And this is one of the reasons why I don't love the empath idea. Um, It was really born out of like early YouTube spirituality is where we really start, you know, like five signs that you're an empath. Like, it creates this belief that like we can be affected by other people's energy. And yes, that's true, but it has to happen with our permission. Like we Mm -hmm. give consent to that. And so if this is something that's happening regularly, I say there's trauma here that needs to be dealt with. There's some personal boundaries that Mm -hmm. need to happen. And if you're feeling called to end of life care, awesome, do it. Like that is beautiful. Totally resonates with me. That's the very first thing that I wanted to do. Like follow the thing that is inspiring you. And that will also help you feel less strained. And as you start to develop boundaries with family and with these other people that you're going to be connecting with, you're going to be way more of service. If you really focusing, if you're really focusing on filling yourself and letting source do the extra people who often are empaths as well, have this strong need to protect or care for or defend. 
But when we're operating out of that place, we're operating out of a lack of security or fear or not feeling safe. And so if you're feeling that inclination a lot, it's probably not so much that you're picking up on somebody else's energy as you're seeing their life experience and you're feeling what's going on with them and projecting that onto your own trauma, which is difficult to hear. I mean, that I feel like that just spoke to my soul. I was like, whoa, yeah. I've been doing that, you know? <laughs> yes. Personal accountability is the key to all of this. As much as you can own, if you can look at your life and say, I am responsible for everything that's happening, not the, all the trauma. I'm not saying take all that on as your choice, but I am saying everything that's going on around you is a reflection of what's going on within you. And so if you're wanting to see that shift and you're wanting to see that have a different experience going inward is really the only way to do it. Everything else is just grasping at straws. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that makes so much sense. And I guess if, for this listener and for other listeners who are hearing this, who are like, wow, I want to learn more about energy work, um, how I can do this for myself, what other, you know, like where I can go to get this done formally. What's the next step? So if, if, if there's someone like me who's like, I know this exists, I know yeah. this works. Now I've listened to this podcast. Do you have any tips of like where the next place to go would be to learn more? Honestly, a great resource is TikTok and social media. Like get on spiritual TikTok. There is so much there. Find what resonates with you. If it resonates with you, it's true for you. And I recommend that you go through that process and you start to experience that because you don't have to receive everything right off the bat. Most of what you're going to come to believe and come to understand is just by living your life. Yeah. And making mistakes and doing your best to correct them and hearing a piece over here and a piece over here that resonate. Another way to do it is to meet with somebody like me. You know, if you want to connect with me specifically, you can go to megankittredge.com or at megkit on TikTok. I'm sure Katie will list all of that stuff. Um, I do offer intro sessions for questions like this. You know, a lot of practitioners will book that. Mine is in particular is called dip your toe for this very reason. Like, let's just kind of like feel around what's resonating with you, what's not. And then I also recommend getting it done. Like yeah. having an energy healing session, it, they're great if you can get them in person, if you have um, a practitioner in your area. Long distance Reiki, though, is the exact same thing as in-person Reiki. The only thing that's shifting is you're not at a spa. Totally worth getting done. You'll have the same experience that you will if you were in person. And I actually like it a little bit better because I find that for myself, I actually do much better long distance because then I can get into a real deep meditation and I'm not so focused on the music playing and the people outside and my back hurts and all that stuff. Yeah. I I think I noticed on your site too, that you do it without video, right? It's like just hearing. Yes. I call them chakra assessments because it's a little bit more, you know, familiar to people. Some people call it psychic surgery where I meet with somebody long distance Either we are meditating at the same time or they're doing some sort of body movement or they're in the tub or creating art or whatever gets them into flow state. Um, and then they are receiving the energy healing that I'm offering them. And I actually send them a huge reading after detailing exactly everything that's going on in their physical body, in their chakra systems, what's coming up for them intuitively 
and any messages that spirit has. Um, so that's how I do it. Sometimes long distance energy healings, they just do the energy healing and you're done and that's great. And I definitely have offered that too at times, but I love to send people home with like a nice like information about what just happened. <laughs> Primarily what I'm doing right now is actually coaching. So I meet with people. I introduce these spiritual principles as they're relevant to them in their life experience. So that's another great way is to get a spiritual guide or a coach or some sort of formal support, like 10 out of 10 recommend that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. And it's, um, I I've, I've known that this is an area that I didn't know about, but I think spirit is just really highlighting to me, like, okay, you got like the mental and the intuition going, but like, you have no idea what's happening down here. Uh, So I may need to book a session with you to figure this out a little bit more. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Well, another great thing that I um, really like to offer is something called trauma integration, Mm -hmm. which for me, the way that I do it is a somatic practice. So I, and it's also kind of a guided meditation. So I take people down. I like make sure they're really comfortable and really safe. And the point of what we're doing is to give your body space to speak and space to communicate everything that it is. Depression is being uninspired and anxiety is your body's way of trying to communicate that something's going on. They're not something that needs to be shamed and not something that should be rejected or suppressed. This is your body's way of trying to like, tell you like, Hey, like if there's a dog stuck in a room, he's not going to gently scratch on the door. Like he's banging on the door trying to get out and our bodies are doing the same thing. And so by intentionally creating space, a container of time that we're going to focus on giving our body room and then letting it say an experience, or I say say, but like, that could be like the sensation of like having some, a a pain in your chest. And we focus on what's going on in your physical sensations and heal it from there is so powerful because it ripples out to everything else that we're doing. Like I love talk therapy. I offer counseling, spiritual counseling in that way, but you know, sitting around and talking about your mom for years only gets you so far. Like eventually we get to the point where it's just like, okay, we know exactly where everything comes from, but like, it's still there. (laughs) So what do we do about it? And that's my solution to it is getting in the body. Trauma is stored there. Let's listen because it's yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I feel like that's going to help a lot of people because it's like, yeah, I, I, read for people sometimes that are like, I feel like I've worked through this. I don't know what else to do, you know? And I think that that's like a beautiful next step is like, okay, your mind has processed this, but still living in your body. Um, so I'm going to have to look into that for sure. (laughs) Well, and applying reason doesn't always help. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't care. I'm like the classic let's apply reason to everything. So I resonate. Oh, I with try. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's a reason I ended up here. Like <laughs> I tried everything else first. <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. Well, I have just a few last little nugget questions for you. Um, I used to call them, well, I was calling them like rapid fire questions, but there's nothing speedy about them. I haven't come up with a better name. So listeners, if you have a good name for these last few questions, please let me know. (laughs) Okay, here it goes. Um, If you could tell your younger self one thing, what would it be? 
so cliche, but lean into basically be yourself, like lean into the things about you that make you weird or Mm -hmm. unusual, that those are the things that make you special and the most yourself. Absolutely. I need that on like a bumper sticker. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. 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 Uh, in your darkest hours, what keeps you going? An unrelenting, annoying amount of will to live. I can't help it. I can't help it. And I have been there many times. Like there is just, I have been graced with, there's something in me that won't stop the fight. Like, yeah, absolutely. What is something that you've done for yourself recently that you're grateful to yourself for? Oh, I'm redoing my hair. I'm very excited about that. So, I've oh, been- it looks beautiful right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just, um, well, so I was a hairdresser for a long time. So I like to play around with extensions. So I'm in between right now and I take a week, I call it my gremlin time to like, sit and like just like really baseline exist without the need to look a certain way or feel a certain way and really just kind of sit in the things that feel yucky and let them like schleff off so I'm re-emerging out of that and that's always the best part is like feeling like a new woman after but yeah gremlin time totally necessary so cool I love that Um, what is an area of your life where you feel like you're being a little too hard on yourself and you want to give yourself some grace? I would say it's also related to a lot of the stuff that we talked about here today, like around TikTok and, you know, it's so easy to feel validated by that or to really rely on that or to measure my productivity based on the very specific numbers and analytics that are given. And um, I really want to honor the fact that I have been stepping away from that and I can be really hard on myself for feeling that way. Um, And I've really committed to coming back to what feels the most at heart for me, what feels the most authentic and staying in that space. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I want to be gentler, come back to that feeling a little bit more gently. That's beautiful. And uh, spirit like just this week has really been pushing me to redefine what success looks like for me. And um, I'm also very like this number, this metric, you know, and and spirit's like, no, if you put something out there that's authentic to yourself that you're proud of, that feels right, like that is success. Um, So I love that. And will eventually do well. Right. Right. Like that's the only way you're actually going to reach the levels that you want and surpass them is by like focusing on the authenticity of it. Absolutely. And then last one, if you could give one piece of advice or words of encouragement to someone starting to embark on their spiritual journey, what would it be? It's going to be fine. Just focus on the next thing that feels good. It's that simple brushing my teeth or taking a shower, like fulfill your obligations for sure. Um, That will slowly start to shift as you choose what it is that you really want. As you practice feeling into that focus on pleasure, focus on the next thing that feels good to you. Your body is your guidance system. Your, it is the best way to figure out the right way to go. Even if it doesn't make sense to do the thing that you want, do it anyway, because that's your higher self trying to take you there. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Um, Meg, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to kind of fumble my way through this a little bit, because this is like the first time I'm doing a, a topic that I know absolutely nothing about. So you've been very gracious and patient with explaining things to me. And I hope that it's going to enlighten a lot of our listeners and encourage them to do some of this energy healing work and seek out individuals like yourself, because it is such an important part of the healing process. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. This really is like the pride and joy of what I do is being available, especially to people who are just starting out because it is scary and it does not have to be. Yeah. And there is so much love and so much healing available to you. And there is nothing wrong with you and everything. If you let it is always working out for you. And I know that you may not know quite what that means just yet, but you will. If you yeah. just keep doing the next thing that feels good to you. I thank you for having me. That wraps things up for this episode of Guided Souls. Thank you so much for being here with me today and listening to Meg and all of her wonderful insights. Again, if you'd like to book a one-on-one session with her, you can go to megankittredge.com or find her on TikTok at meg.kit. If you haven't already, it would mean the world to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe this show. It helped me out more than you could possibly know. And if you would like to submit an email for me to answer on the pod with a guest, you can send that to guidedsoulllc at gmail.com. Make sure you put podcast in the title so I know what you're talking about. Until next time, keep going. You are doing amazing and I love you. Mm-hmm.